Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right. Hello. Welcome to day four. Um, this is the one that is, this is a big one. Today is a big one in our homework. And uh, we're in First Timothy chapter two. And Terry's going to read for us. And I'm glad Terry's the one that's saying these and that you are not hearing these words out of my mouth, <laughs> that you're hearing them out of Terry's mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> um, but just remember that these are from the Bible. These are not words that, like, we have decreed. And then we'll right. talk about it. So we're going to talk send, about it. Don't send hate mail, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. Ooh, that just sort of rubs you the wrong way, doesn't it? (laughs) Man, oh man! It's a fat hair on the back of your neck stand up. Ah. So, um, there's a lot of interpretation out of this passage that says women shut it and have babies. <laughs> the I end. A lot Kinda of people comes down have to that. taken it that yeah. way. Yeah, that is not how. That's not what God created us for. No. So, here's that's- something that um. By that, listen, I read like some commentaries here because I was like, <laughs> I have some feelings. I have some feelings. So, um, <laughs> Jerry's cracking up over there. Okay. Oh. So, well, women should learn in quietness and full submission. Now, remember we talked yesterday about um, men being on one side of the church and women being on the other side of the church, right? Because culturally, so we have to keep these things in context. So culturally, that's how it was. And women weren't supposed to talk in the church because women were subservient just everywhere. That's just, for the most part, as a general rule in this society, that's how it worked. So the fact that these women were in, one of the commentaries that I read was that there was a thought that maybe the women were shouting to their husbands across the room to ask questions. Like, so if they had a question, then they would just shout it out to their husband who was across the room who could then ask the question. And so can you even imagine, could you learn anything effectively uh, if you like, had people shouting all around? Right. I mean, and that goes back to the divisiveness, right? That... Anyway, so just a little context about that. I thought that was so funny. Well, and another commentary reminded us that, um, you know, there were no nurseries in the early church, no children's programming. So when the church came together, it was often in someone's home. Um, There were kids running around. It was old, young men, women. It was just a big conglomeration of people. And now all of a sudden they've been told that they're free in Christ and they have rights that they didn't have necessarily before in their culture or their prior religion. And so there's just a big bunch of rowdiness going on. People are, they don't know what to do with all that freedom. Yeah. 
Yeah, I read that too. And Paul in no way is trying to put women on the back burner or say that they're not capable at all. Because if you look up, um, uh, there's a lot of scripture, but Paul names in his letters to um, the churches, he's naming women all the time who are fellow workers with him. He commends our sister Phoebe, um, Centria, receive her in a way worthy of saints. She's been a great help to me. Priscilla, Mary, Herodian, Tryphena, Tryphos, Persis, Julia, all these women he has named, obviously, by name, and telling others to accept them. They were a great help. They served with him. Um, uh, who's Lydia, who was the head of the church, and I forget where, would meet by the river with other people and with women. He commends her and teaches her. So he's not saying shut up and and get in the kitchen and then have babies. He's really not. But it's the context, like Susie Ann says and um, Angie, that makes the whole difference. First century women weren't even allowed to study. They weren't even allowed to study. Like you said, this freedom is opening doors. And, you know, sometimes like... I just think of like a horse, you know, up against that stall, just wanting to get out. Sometimes they just they fling open the door and man, they are out of there like a shot. You know, well, think and about I, your kids when they go off to college. Look at all the kids that want, they get that freedom and they just yeah. go crazy with it. It's kind of a human tendency, I think. Yeah. Um, that especially if you've been restrained to some degree and then all of a sudden you get to do whatever you want. Well, and so when Paul says says women should learn in quietness and full submission, that was that was new to them. This was an amazing offer that he's making. He's bringing women to the front. Yeah, he's saying you don't have to sit quietly and not even learn. You can learn. Uh, let's, you know. This is how you need to behave when you're learning. Yeah. When you're learning. Right. Yeah. So actually, he was promoting them to this position mm-hmm. of being able to learn and do this. And he was telling them, this is how it looks. Yeah. And I think also, that, they don't have the learning behind them that, that, that the men have had. They're, mm-hmm. they're going right. to have some catching up to do. Yeah. I think in this context, the full submission is like, don't get too big for your britches. Because you don't yeah. have that. You don't have that knowledge base yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, let's sit in this and work up to the same level of education. Well, I do think that, you know, as women, we're kind of, we're we're happy to take charge. If nobody else is going to take charge, I'll take charge. I'll take care of it. I'll deal with it. Um, And so I think it would be very easy for this new freedom to kind of go to their heads. Um, and so he's saying, you know, you got to exercise some self-control here. Be patient. Be respectful. Um, learn what you need to learn. You know, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. I think that's kind of what the warning here is. Um, like you said, Suzanne, just don't get ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to learn? If you, if, if you don't sit there and submit, how are you going to learn? That applies to men, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there are plenty of scriptures that say, you know, we're supposed to submit, wives submit to their husbands as their husbands submit to the Lord. So it's submission all the way around. 
Well, even in the synagogue, um, you know, where they're separated and this and that, like the um, the Pharisees, you know, sit closer to the front and then it goes back. And yeah. um, even Jesus, he didn't just stand up and start preaching uh, and teaching the word. He was given the scroll. It was his turn. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even out there like, oh, I know everything. And so you guys sit down. I'm going to, you know, no, he, he did it in the way that others could listen and in order without being distracting. Mm -hmm. If anybody had the right to stand up and be like, y'all need to listen to me. Yeah. It was Jesus. It was right. So So I think it's kind of the, it's all about priorities. You know, we talked last yesterday about women adorning themselves. And I think what we, the conclusion we came to was it's fine for women to adorn themselves outside when they've adorned themselves inside with the word of God. When they're, um, if they've done that first, then adorn your, wear all the earrings and pearls that you want. Um, the same thing, I think, with this teaching and speaking in public. Nobody gets to teach and speak in public until they have submitted themselves to other teachers. And so that's not just for women, that's for everybody. So um, there's nothing wrong with a woman teaching if she's learned to submit to other teachers to be taught herself. Um, again, it all goes back to that heart. What's your heart attitude? You know? So ambition is a, it's not just a male thing. It's a female thing too. There are plenty of women that are ambitious for themselves, um, even in the, in the church. So we've got to be ambitious for God for his ways, for his word to go forth. I think this All is right, awesome. I think we've kind of <laughs> nailed that down a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. I honestly, I have read this, I don't know how many times, and I have read it again, and I have looked up commentaries. I do not get verse 15. Women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. Anybody got any insights? I need it. No. First <laughs> <laughs> silence. Well, I took that verse literally when I was pregnant that, okay, one promise that God gave was it wasn't going to be a terrible experience for me to bear my children. And I claimed that scripture probably every day of all four pregnancies. And, you know, here I am. (laughs) 42 years later, since the birth of my first child and however many since the birth of the last, um, (sighs) I've been saved. So one of the commentaries that I read is that um, in Greek that the translation for the saved usually um, means deliverance or safety Um, and then this would be especially in a childbearing context so it suggests divine protection during childbirth so and think about uh, mortality rates maternal mortality was I'm sure very high in that time Infant mortality was too, but plenty of women died in childbirth. So this might have been a um, 
you know, if, if the word says that Jesus is our healer, so this was a promise from the Lord on that, I think. If you, if you want to put that, con- put that in that context. Um, and especially tying into the Jewish belief that um, was judgment on Eve was associated with di- dying in childbirth. With dying in childbirth. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, you have that Jewish context still there. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the only thing that I can, yeah. I don't know. Let me just, just tell you I don't even know how it got there. It doesn't it, even seem to belong there to me. It feels, it feels squicky. <laughs> it, feels, like it doesn't feel yeah. good. Weird. Um, and, and let me just go back a little bit further for 13 and 14 where it says Adam was formed first, then Eve. Okay, check. Got that. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was a woman who was deceived and became a sinner. Um, that feels like a lot of finger pointing to me. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. Where, where <laughs> Adam wasn't deceived, he chose to sin. Right. right. Yeah, so really, which is worse? Yeah. Oh. Would you rather sin because you were deceived or would you rather just choose to sin? I mean, I... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. So, I, like I, I don't know that there's like a good. That there's a good. I don't think there's a good feeling way to interpret this. I think this is one of those things where it's like, you know what, this just feels yuck. Yeah. And. So, oh, go ahead. No, I just. I think Terry. I think you're right. Like I just. I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't see the point of this other than some finger pointing and keeping women in their place in a lot of ways but then that's where you have to look outside of this single passage and take the context and take um in mm, well i've got let me interject here maybe the point of this is to put women back in the place that god had them originally eve was created as a help me for adam she was created to complete him and to help him see things that he might not otherwise see. So maybe this is a restoration, a discussion about restoration. Okay, we're fallen now. So Eve is no longer the helpmate that she was meant to be, right? But now God's restored her to the, to the position. We have the ability to be the wives that God meant for us to be to our husbands now. Because Jesus has come. Mm-hmm. Does that make a little mm-hmm. sense? So maybe yeah. we need to change our thinking on that, that this is not a condemnation. This is a restoration. Um, Life comes in the through beginning. Her. Yeah, Genesis says, you know, now because of the fall, you're going to have cha- pain and distress in your childbearing, right? <laughs> so now here he's saying, no, now, now you're restored. There's not going to be any more of that for you. Um, now you're going to be back where God intended you to be. Adam's helper, um, his counterpart. Um, so I, and if I submit to him like he's submitting to God, then we're back the way God intended us to be from the beginning in, in that marital relationship. Does that seem like too big a stretch? <laughs> So let me just read some commentary from the life application in NIV. Um, There's, it says there's many ways to understand that we've talked through some of these already, but one is that um, women sinned and so women were condemned to pain and childbearing. Both men and women, however, can be saved by trusting in Christ and obeying him. 
That's one way of seeing it, right? Um, the next one was women who fulfill their God-given roles are demonstrating true commitment and obedience to Christ. One of the most important roles for a wife and mother is to care for her family. That's another possible way, right? The third way was really interesting. I mean, it kind of might be talking more to what you were talking about, Angie. The child, childbearing mentioned here refers to the birth of Christ. Women and men are saved spiritually because the most important birth, that of Christ himself. And so looking at this and how it's saying, um, but women will be saved through the childbearing if they continue in faith, holiness, and propriety, may or may not be referring to their role in childbearing, but the role of Mary and giving birth to things. Anyway. Just want to put all those out. Those are all these options. It's a tough one. No, it's not going to necessarily solve things. <clears throat> that last okay, the last before. one. From the lessons learned through the trials of childbearing, women can develop qualities to teach them about love, trust, submission, service, and anesthesia. I'm sorry. That was my part. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. How'd that get in there? No. I like that epidural. <laughs> I yeah. have two with anesthesia and two without. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Well, you might as well have the whole experience, right? I did not. Yeah. I delivered mine at home in like <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. And all I kept thinking the whole time is when I get to that hospital, I'm going to get every epidural they pop. I'm going to have my ears epidural. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> oh. But anyway. Um, well, I think, you know, because of what happened in the garden with Eve's being deceived and then, you know, her offering that fruit to Adam and him accepting it. I mean, we, we all know that, that that just messed everything up, right? You know, the fall was a pretty big deal. So mm-hmm. in a way, Eve influenced Adam, right, to, to eat that fruit. They knew that he knew that that fruit was forbidden. She did too. She's deceived though in her partaking of it, Adam is not deceived. He's influenced by her. Um, so in a way, she kind of rules over him. Okay? She convinces him to eat it. This is a good thing. Let's, let's you know, look. see, I ate it. Nothing happened to me. Have some. It's great. Um, so I wonder in some of this, if, if, if Paul's not trying to, put this back the way God wanted it. You know, he's not trying to present it the way God wanted it in the first place. That the man, he created man first and man submits to God. He brought woman into the picture to be the completion of man's creation. Because if man wasn't complete, not good to be alone. You got to have a mm-hmm. helpmate. Um, but now we know that, that a woman should not usurp the man's role in God's order, um, that she has a different role. There's nothing wrong with the fact that we don't have the same role. Um, and I think that we kind of fight against that. We're equal, but we are a little bit different. And so I think this is just sort of to, to help us understand that it, it may look different for a man to be a Christian and a woman to be a Christian. There may be some differences, just like we have physical differences um, differences in some abilities that we have. That's not a bad thing. 
It's, it's part of God's design. And so maybe we just need to be okay with that. It uh, doesn't mean I'm less of a person or that I'm not capable of doing anything that a man might be capable of doing in the church. Um, I'm certainly as capable of having a relationship with God as, as a man is. It's just that maybe my role is a little different. So, Angie, that I'm really hearing what you're saying, and I'm seeing this as Paul maybe needing to establish, reestablish some order. I, I kind of think that that might be a little piece of this. Yeah, because yeah. taking it in the context of all the other stuff that's happened before. Yeah, you got to look at Genesis. Anytime we're talking right. about Adam and, and, mm-hmm. and, and us now, we got to go back and look at what happened in that garden, what happened with Adam and Eve. And so I like we take oh just you know barefoot and pregnant or whatever and that's like demeaning and terrible and stuff but I I see God is saying I've I've created you yeah. for this you bring forth life from your body this yeah. is what I've uniquely given you as this and as a role and the other thing too is we always have to look at the scripture in the context of the culture that it was in mm-hmm. that is super important if we come at this from our culture um we'll miss it Right. So in that culture, in that context, childbearing was important, but also so was the, um, but continuing faith, love and holiness with propriety. It's like, um, I, I like what you're saying. It's like, you have a role, you have a strong role, a role that is important, a as role important that needs to be fulfilled. Yes. yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's more or less our society puts it as more or less, but not in their society. Women were subservient, period. But the role of childbirth, the Jewish line comes through the mother. That's where they trace the Jewish line. So there was importance in this childbearing, in fulfilling what society, what we, you know, um, roles in society, I guess would be a way to say it. But even now, Rosemary, it concerns me. You know, um, we laughed a little bit at some point about birthing persons. Okay. Oh, yeah. Could, could this be a, um, a little deception that, that Satan has begun that if you, if you value your role as a woman and all that entails, we are the only ones who can give birth. I mean, we really are. They right. haven't been able to transplant anything into anybody else that can bring about a baby. Um, so shouldn't that be a very valuable thing? I mean, the, the, the human race would be extinct if it weren't for women. Right. So maybe we've allowed ourselves to think, oh, barefoot and pregnant, that's nothing, you know. Right. When we should value that as something unique, that God has given us the ability to bring forth life. Um, and that's no small thing. I, Isn't I also, that on the same par as being the corp, a president of some big corporation or mm-hmm. you know, climbing Mount Everest? I mean, so but I, the context in this culture too is like talking about like being the CEO. You were literally providing workers for your little factory, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that looked like. Because yeah. Yeah. And your livelihood was dependent upon your family Boy, and your true. farming. It was dependent yeah. upon what you, who you had. Yeah, how many um, kids and, have you I got mean, to work that farm? You know, we yeah. know just in the history of the United States that people had multiple children because you needed people to work in the farm. 
that's just the reality of it. And this was, there was some of that culture that was still happening too. So I think it was a source of like, you know what, this is something honoring that I can do. Yeah. Well, it concerns me too. If we think that the enemy is out to break up families, to destroy the, the whole concept of a family, Mm -hmm. um, then I think that that all plays into even back here. It's, it's, it started women have had some uneasiness about were they as valuable um, because I know women in our generation, my generation in particular, my generation was really that first generation that really exploded in the, into women's rights. Um, but it's almost like we, um, then we started disrespecting the role that we had held from the beginning of time. Um, and, I, and I think that that's a concern. God uses the family for so much um, to mirror his relationship that he has with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, to show us what it's like to live in community, to teach us what it's like to learn to work in unity, to have one purpose, to be united. And if we get rid of the family, then all of that is gone. Um, so I think when we read this, we shouldn't get angry about any of it. We should just really stop and think, okay, what did God intend for woman in the first place? Because whatever his intention was when he created Eve, that's still his intention for us today. She wasn't meant just to be a baby bear or just to be a, you know, not have any intellect. She, she was intended to, to be Adam's counterpart, to be his helper, to provide everything that he didn't have for himself. She was, she was the, the mate mm-hmm. um, to provide the strength and the support. Um, I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, and I don't see that as, as belittling or less than. Um, and I, I really do think that when Paul's trying to talk here, he's trying to, to, to tell people, hey, let's, let's restore what's been taken. Um, I don't think he said what he said in a dishonoring way. Like, I don't think that was his intention. We know from, um, like Terry mentioned earlier, all of the women that he talks about and how he depends on these women and how he he encourages encourages these women to lead. So this is not a disparaging thing that Paul is saying. We... Kind of, we take it that way, though, don't we? We take it that we way do. because yeah. we are living in the year of our Lord, 2022, mm-hmm. and have all of the junk that has been building up for these thousands of years yeah. um, that we have. We are applying our we are applying our lens to what Paul's words are here to what his words are. Yeah, and it just the reality of it is no matter how much I analyze it or read it or whatever, it does not feel good to me. It doesn't. Um, And I think some of that is the baggage that comes along Mm -hmm. with the false teachings over the years that have been applied to say, women, you have no point other Mm -hmm. than to shut up and have babies and have babies. And that is not what it is. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, if you're angry about this, um, pray on it and see why. And um, God's a big God and he's okay if like we question and that's how we learn and how we grow. Um, so well, I don't think 
Adam didn't think that Eve was supposed to just shut up and bear babies because he listened to her, right? Mm -hmm. I think he very well knew that God gave her to him as a helper to help him. So when she said, hey, look at this fruit, he was like, oh, she's telling me it's good. It must be good. So I think that we forget that. He didn't say, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. He didn't jump on her and say, no way. You know, you're going to mess us up here. He went along with what she said. We have great influence because God gave us that influence. Now, it's a question of how do we wield it? You know, do we do it in uh, conjunction with God? Do we do it in partnership with him? Do we look to him for how we should influence our families and the world or do we just look at ourselves and what we want for ourselves doesn't that just go back to the heart that heart thing (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it it really does the the other part is i'm looking back in 12 that's where is the she must be quiet part when she's assuming authority over a man Mm -hmm. but in 15 it says we'll be safe but women will be safe through childbearing if they continue in faith love holiness and holiness with propriety propriety is like um, like the um, self control, self control, sobriety, seriousness, yeah. being serious about it, which all are actions. They're all engaging. It's not just be quiet, go away. It this when you come to fifteen, it's talking about ways that they should be acting in faith and love and holiness with sobriety as they're moving through. It was the context, I guess, is the quietness is in context to authority over man. Um. And so that's what was going on possibly at the church that time, in the church that time. Well, I, we talked about that freedom. You know, when, you, mm-hmm. when somebody has not had freedom and then they get it, we kind of go wild with it. That's the thing, too. By the way, <laughs> when we were talking about that, it was like when I'm learning something, I usually fight with it. I fight with scripture. I fight with things. I fight, and I have 100 questions like, Rosemary, if you would just be quiet and get through the lesson, then ask me all those questions. They might make a little more sense. It's like, oh, got it, right? And so my guess is this was all new to the women, and they were doing that and going, well, you can talk. I know about Jesus. I will talk. I will do this, and I will do this. It is so me. We're all saved. We're all saved, right? So I should be able to tell you. Right. And then God's establishing, I have a role for women. I have a role for men. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't talk about the value. This is not valuing men over women, but in our twisted world, worldly society right now, we determine that as value. And like you said, Angie, we wouldn't have the human race if we didn't have women giving birth. Giving birth, yeah. And by the way, let me just speak to the women who can't have children. You still give birth through your love, through your position, mm-hmm. through that holiness, through, yeah. it's like, it's, it's not just... It's almost like we're back to powers and principalities is where I'm thinking. Women bring this into the into this um, this world. We bring in that that um, faith, that love, the holiness. We are the ones that do that, and men bring other things in. And together, this is how we express the image of God. That's right. This is who we are. Anyway, yeah. It's let me just. I don't know. Are you ready to end, Suzanne, or kind of? No, go ahead. Okay, I'm just saying whenever we run into something like this in the Bible, let yourself wrestle. 
Mm-hmm. Right? The thing that I learned a while ago, Jesus is the word. Right? So what part of Jesus are you unwilling to accept? And do you believe that he is good and he wants what's best for you? So look at this scripture in terms of he is wanting good for me. It's okay to say, I don't understand it, God, but let him work in your heart. Let him change things accordingly. And he say, and he might say that I've created you for so much. And let me show you how I've created you. Let me show the things I want you to do. He might take you in a completely different direction, right? Or he might say, you know, those lessons on childbirth, they're there for a reason. You need to speak into people on this. Guess what? There's other women. Women should always have someone older that they are going after. What I mean older is maturity in Christ, not necessarily age, but maturity in Christ. And then they should have someone younger that they're bringing along. We should be teaching each other. We have roles where we, we, that we can take in this church. Clearly, Phoebe was a deacon. I mean, come on. This was happening early on. We have the ability to do that, but we need to do that within our role and express the role that God gave us. And and one other thing, I mean, some women can't have children. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean, so childbearing is just maybe a part of a role that God might have for women. Right. That doesn't mean that there's not a whole other part out there because Mm -hmm. he's created each one of us for a purpose, with purpose. Um. And, and we're uniquely made to fit into that place in the body that he has for us. So we should, none of us disrespect women shouldn't disrespect men. Men shouldn't disrespect women. Women who right. bear children shouldn't di- disrespect women who don't. I mean, we should all be working. If our, if our purpose is to show Jesus and his love to others, if we're all mm-hmm. working toward that purpose, um, then we should be able to respect one another um, as we walk out that purpose. Um, And we should all be able to submit to one another all the time. It's particularly hard for me. I'm not a real. I know. (laughs) We're all sitting here going, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you talk to my husband, I'm sure he would have some things to say about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, When it was like women submit to me, I was like, this is the worst. No, (laughs) this is not okay. (laughs) You know what, like you going, you saying this is not okay. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people thinking this is not okay. Mm-hmm. As long, because that's again, how we learn and grow is to say like, whatever this is, is not okay. But then as long as your heart, here's the caveat, as long as mm-hmm. your heart is soft enough and willing to turn to Christ and say, all right, I don't think this is okay, but I need to understand why it's not okay in my heart. And I need you to mold me to what you have intended. Yeah. Yeah. There's that submission thing again. That's it. And to God's will and his word. So this passage, like I'm, I'm, we only have a couple minutes left, but um, this passage is one of those big hangups for people. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if it's a big hangout for you. Sit in it, wrestle in it, talk to people who are ahead of you in their faith, pray on it, read about it. Don't deep dive into Wikipedia. Read the no. Bible. <laughs> read right. the Bible. Great advice. <laughs> yes, good job. Yeah. Um, 
the almighty Google is not truly almighty. Just like <laughs> that. But it is helpful to have like real accurate contextual um, conversations and um, knowledge, but mostly you need to sit in it and you need to pray on it and really have an open, soft heart. So uh, how about we just leave it at that? Okay. Okay. Yes. Will you pray for us, please? I will pray. Okay. Father, Lord, we love you so very much. And we are so grateful that you have given us your word Um, because we do have a lot of questions and there are things that we don't understand. And it's, it's really awesome that we can come to you with all of our questions, with those things that we don't understand. And we know that that doesn't change the fact that you love us and that we belong to you and that you want the best for us. Father, I pray for everybody that, but for the women especially that have read these passages that have had some confusion with them, Lord, that you would let us feel free to just come to you and say, you know what? I don't get it. It doesn't sound right. It makes me feel funny when I read that. Um, just help us, Father, to come to you and not be looking for what's what we want, but just to really be willing to have what you want for us, um, to submit to you, not, not to anyone but you, Father, first and foremost, because if we can't submit to you, then we're never going to be able to submit to anybody else. So, Father, I just pray that we will have soft hearts, um, that we will trust your word and trust your will. Just trust you with all of this, Father, Um, because we know that you are our creator and you made us with intention and with purpose. So, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. Amen. 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 I'm just going to throw a quick PS out there. And um, you just need to know that if there's something that you don't get, and that if this is something that you just really can't wrap your mind around, that's okay. It's okay. This is is not a salvation issue. Yeah. 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 Like Jesus came and he is for everybody. And he very clearly said that he is for everybody. And so this is not a disqualifying issue. If you're a man or a woman, this is not a disqualifying issue. If you have kids or you don't have kids, this is not a disqualifying issue. And there is no relationship that is perfect and has 100% mutual understanding. So done. So sometimes we just aren't going to get it and we just aren't going to wrap our heads around it. And that's okay. And that's okay. I agree. So Yeah. That sounds great. Just know that. And then have a great day. Have a great day. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>